0: Hope everybody's out there being safe and doing social distancing and and washing your hands that's what we're um, trying to lower the curve that's our goal and uh, Dr. Daniels we're here to to put everybody at ease and give somebody give everybody something to listen to because a lot of people are at home yes. and, and, and really want to hear your voice pastor and um, let's talk about COVID-19 uh, we was off last week and um, Actually, last week, what we were supposed to record in a meeting that we had to go over, uh, you know, how to deliver church service, went a little bit longer. So, which I think everybody would appreciate that we did. So, so last uh, recording went very well. So, all right, Dr. Daniels,
1: what's up? Well, you know, we in <laughs> some interesting time, obviously, you know, uh, with with, with um, this pandemic. And, you know, a lot of the questions I've been getting from people is, you know, uh, is this a sign? You know, is, is is this a sign of the end of times or, or, or you know, what's going on? With what is God trying to tell us something, you know, and, and, and what, what's happening with that? Um, you know, and, and really, you know, is is it, a, is it the end of time? Well, you know, my concept to, to, about that is, well, the end of time is predicated on who you are, you know. So the moment you die, that's your end of time. That's how I kind of look at it. Uh, is this the, the end of the world? I don't think so. This is not the first time we've had pandemics, not the first time we've had plagues. Uh, but I will say this, um, from a biblical standpoint, uh, any time we're having a plague that's of this magnitude, it's usually a signal from God to try to tell us something, to let us know that we are not as a nation or we are not as a country uh, or as a, as a, as a as a world order where he wants us to be. And and I think we all can agree that you know this is, we are not where he wants us to be, and so we're, we're definitely not a unified people, you know, by no stretch of the imagination. And so you know when we look at this coronavirus, I think there are three things that we have to kind of consider. Whether, you know, when we look at well, where should we be, and um, what's going to happen. I think one thing we have to look at is understand that number one, that it is in God's hands. You know, I mean, it, it no matter how much we think or how much those uh, powers that those governmental powers or medical powers think it is in their hands, this is really in God's hands. And it's nothing that we can do outside of him to curb this thing. Uh, If you think about it just from um, um, a a scientific methodology, um, let's just say for the sake of argument um, that um, as of today, no one is, Affected anymore by the coronavirus? Right. The question right. becomes: is, is what happens to the virus? You know, where is the virus? Right. You know, are we saying that because we're not sick, the virus is gone? You know, I mean, if if that was the case, then we wouldn't have influenza every year. Right. You know, That's it's right. not like you know, at the end of the year, it's like okay, no influenza because nobody else has it anymore. So this is not a one-time deal. This is right. this is, and and we also know that the the you know COVID. Um, 19, the virus is not something that's new to to this earth. You know, right. it's, it's been around for a long time. It's, we know it. In, in, you know, bats have it, so it's not new. So, you know, to me, it's like you know, it, we know this is in God's hands. We know this is in God's hands, and so um, who who survives, who dies, who doesn't make it, is a part of the plan that God has for us. Right. And I think we have to look at it from that standpoint, and that is, you know. Um, the more you understand God's plan, the, 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 the more your fear subsides and, and the more you can look at it from that standpoint and say, well, you know, what is God trying to tell us and what is God doing for us and, and what, what is to be had, you know, as a result of this? And we talked talk about it a little bit last time we talked, and that is, you know, like you mentioned, you said this is a good time for families to come together. Right. Um, well, um, I, I would say this is a good time, not for families to come together. This is a good time for countries to come together. And, and certainly we have been divided. Now, our problem is we don't have leadership that is for uh, collectively coming together. Right. Our leadership seems to thrive on division. And no matter how much he starts out talking about coming together, before the conversation is over, he's talking about division. Right. And so I, you know, I just think that you know that, that God is trying to tell this country something. That you've been apart too long. It's time to let that stuff go and come back together. Yeah, I, I was um,
0: I was talking to my wife and I was telling her. I said, you know, if I was in that position as a president, mm-hmm. the first thing I would do is I would call up all the former presidents and I say, I need y'all at the podium with me, mm-hmm. standing behind me. And saying that, and you know, tell the tell nation that I have seeking counsel of all the former presidents because they have more experience at something like this mm-hmm. than I do. And now we're going to go back in the situation room, whatever they want to call it, we're going to have a meeting and talk about things. Right. That's what leadership is. Mm-hmm. When you know you're in over your head and you say, okay, I need to go seek some advice on how to handle this thing, and get off the TV unless you have something important
1: to say. Yeah, absolutely. And he's done just the opposite. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I mean, you know, I am. I, it just um, it's it's so sad, sad to see how uh, he's done the situation. You know, he's, you know, every time he comes on, what he wants to do is to tout how great he is. You know. Uh, all the mistakes he's made do, you know during this process, but yet he always says how great he is and he's doing the, you know he's doing better than anybody else has ever done and 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 on and on and on and on, and nobody else has ever faced anything like this and, and it's so it's so ludicrous to think that he would think that way, but you're right um, uh, for him to think that this this is the worst we've ever gone through. You know, he acts as if World War I was not a bad time, right. as if the Civil War was not a bad time, as if World War II was not a bad time. You know, all the things that we've gone through in his mind, the other presidents didn't have to deal with anything hard. Right. You know, uh, and the irony of it is, you know, like you mentioned, you mentioned last time about the Spanish flu, for example. You know, I mean, in 1918, we had the Spanish flu, right? In one month alone, right? In in, in one month over 195 people died in the United States as of the Spanish flu. Now, but yet he thinks this is worse than then, you know, which is crazy. Now, had he used history as his teacher and looked back and realized that, wait a minute, the reason why all those people died is because we didn't understand the need to practice quarantine and distancing until it was too late. But because he's so busy sitting on a high horse, thinking that he can control things with his mouth, that if he says something, that means it will happen. If he had used history as his example, then what he would have done back in January, the moment he was made aware of this thing, is he would have said, "You know what? We're not going to go through another 1918. We're going to quarantine early. We're going to practice social distancing early. We're going to stop, you know, all these gatherings early, and make a decision early." But it seems like, I can't tell you what's in his heart. I can only tell you about his actions. His actions make it seem like all he was interested in was making himself look big and worrying about the money in his pocket rather than the lives of people. And that's how it came across. But again, see, my thing is this. God has a way of showing up and letting people know that I am God. Right. And you can say and you can do what you want. I am God. So, you know, we got to get on board with God's plan. And if we don't get on board with God's plan, then we're going to find that we're in for a long, tough ride. The quicker we get on board with God's plan to start following what he wants us to do, the the, the, the shorter the duration is gonna be of what we're going through. Yeah, I, I, feel,
0: I feel you on that. And God's plan, I'm gonna take it a step further and bring it down from the, what you were saying—the countries. I'm gonna bring it all the way down to individuals. Mm-hmm. I was—I woke up this morning and I said, "Okay, everybody's New Year's goal is thrown out the window." Mm-hmm. You know, if not all of them, at least half of them are gone. Like what you had planned, you know, what your goals was, your personal goals. If you sat down and wrote them out, they're like in shambles. Mm-hmm. So I looked at—I looked at mine and. You know, one of them was go to Dubai in October. You know, it's like I, that's I already know that's gone. <laughs> Throw that out the window. Right. So I start thinking, I said, well, maybe this is individually for me. Like, I got to reset myself. And then I picked up my phone and looked at social media, and I said, okay, what is the purpose of social media? Like, is this productive? Mm-hmm. You start, you start, you start looking at things differently. And I know for me That's what's working, going on It's like I'm looking at things differently Like what's important and what's not important And one thing about what you had mentioned On the the broadcast Service broadcast Was putting people in captivity It's like You're separated So you can see what's going on And also look within Like what is going on with you Mm -hmm. That you need to get closer to God with Get answers from because if we keep going to television, social media, other people for answers, and literally, if you go read the Bible, every you know, and of course, everybody in the Bible had the same issues, which was not going to God for the answers. But the ones that did went there, went to God, and then I talked to my wife, and she said something. I said, "Well, you know, you know, David did a whole lot of terrible things, but one thing's for sure, he kept praising God, and God kept you know looking out for him." I said, "Well." I'm gonna start is walking around the
1: house, praise God. Praise <laughs> God I said because that's that's what he did. It works. That that's the thing, you know, and and, and what you say is true, and, and let me just, you know, piggyback on that. But when you think about the nation, the nation is a group of individuals. Right. And so so that is true, but, but they, they, they are not separate from one another. They really feed into one another because individual plans make up City plans which make up state plans, yep. which make up you know nationwide plans. Um, you see, to me, uh, well, to, the Bible is simple, and, and and that is that anytime I set goals absent God directing me, then I am not where He really wants me to be. So, I mean, you know, see, to, when I look at my goals, for example, you know, we talked about the New Year's goals and those kind of things, my New Year's goals are always aligned with how do I serve God better? How do I please God? And that doesn't mean I don't have other outlets, you know, that doesn't mean I might wanna go places or enjoy things, but to me, that's not, you know, I don't see that as being a goal, you know, I see that as being just something, you know, just like going by and buying groceries is not a goal for me. I gotta right. eat. Right. Um, and so I think that's a part of, you know, what I'm saying is that we have not aligned ourselves in establishing where we're going with where God wants us to go, mm-hmm. you know, we we get we get sidetracked, and so when we establish these goals, have nothing to do with connecting with God. They're connecting with ourselves. So we we, we look inward rather than outward. Outwardly, I think that this is going to force people to 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 redirect how they think about what's important and how they align themselves with, with God and how they how they make their goals uh, for where they want to be in life. You know, like for example, you know, um, few people make it a goal to say, "I'm going to have a more harmonious family life." You, you know, right? You know, we right. we make a goal of making more money. Right. Now I'm going to have a more harmonious family life. Yeah, you I've know. done that. Just make more money. you know, I mean, you yeah. know, it's kind of like how we focus on things, as if making more money will actually make more happiness. Yeah. And, and it doesn't because more money. With a jacked up family life, oh yeah, it's it, gonna it's it, gonna it, enhance it, 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 right? It doesn't amplify. make right. It doesn't make things better. If I have more harm, if I have more harmony in my home, less money won't won't matter to me right. because I'm going to have inner peace and inner joy. And so, you know, if I if I gotta stay home with you and again, you pointed this out, you know, last on the last um, podcast it was so appropriate. If I gotta stay home then maybe I gotta use that time to say, how am I gonna get closer to my family? You know, what's really important? What's really important is that, you know, my wife and I are are working together, my children, you know, if I have children in my home, that I am uh, aligning myself with it, helping them be better individuals and this kind of thing. See, when we do that, we are a a better family. If you take those collective families doing better, we become a better community. The communities become a better city. Cities become better states. States become better nations. That's what I'm saying. But we have leadership that is pushing us to do the opposite. You know, he 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 kept driving us to be separate. He kept driving us to hate each other. He kept driving us to not work together. Right. You know, and even though in his mind he may think that's not what he's done, but that's what he does. His his rhetoric tells you. You should not care about other people unless they care about you first. In fact, look at how he's demonizing the governor of the state of Washington. You know, this is a state that's going through horrific difficulty, and and he's going to demonize the governor. How does that help the people? What does that do? And then he said we need to be unified. How can we be unified if you yourself are preaching disunification? Now, you can, you can look at the people, the person that he's aligning himself with. He aligns himself with the governor of Florida. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, the governor of Florida, in my opinion, has done the same stupid thing he's done. You know, you yeah. have a state where you had a low number of people that had the coronavirus. And yet, because of, uh, of uh, money, he refused to close the beaches for spring break. Right. Beaches were flooded with people. You know, and he's saying, "Well, families can practice social distance." Give me a break. All right. Those people were jammed on the beaches. <laughs> cultures were jammed right. on the beaches, and now look at the increase in Corona cases in Florida. Right. You, you know, and, and and so, but the states where 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 people are practicing less come together as a as the people, he vilifies those governors. But the governors that are aligned with him and in, in, in making it seem like, well, you know what. It's okay to dislike folk. No, 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 no. Wait a minute. I can dislike your actions without disliking you. You know, I I, I can think that the way you think is not appropriate without thinking you are a bad individual. Uh, and so I to say I don't think he's a bad person. Right. But I think his actions promote negativity. Yeah. And, and that's not what God wants for us. You know. And I if if we stop putting pockets in the country, and if we become unified. And do this thing together; it'll be over with in three weeks. In three weeks, it'll be a done deal. But we can't get unified because he won't unify us. Right, and he's the leader.
0: Yeah, you know, I I think another thing too um, that people are starting to find out is really how important it is to vote for your governor. Oh yes. Mm -hmm. See, I have I've had multiple conversations with people. I said, now let me tell y'all something. You'll never have the president come and put the nation on a complete lockdown Because number one The first state that would succeed from the union is Texas mm-hmm. The second behind that Not now because Governor Northam is mm-hmm. But it would be Virginia Which mm-hmm. did it the first time So You, you know, It's like you got to understand how the government works And what the, what the actual constitution Is an agreement Is like a contract with the states yeah. So once you understand that the UN status, you'll never hear certain things come out of a president's mouth. He can make a suggestion. Right. But he can't turn around and say, I'm locking it all the way down because the governor can say, Well,
1: not this state. Right. And and, and he doesn't even have not only the constitutional legality, he don't have the manpower to do it anyway. Yeah. There's right. not enough soldiers in the US Army. <laughs> no, it's not. To 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 man every border. Right. You know, along every state line. Uh, if you do that, then you have then told the enemy we're not going to uh, worry about you anymore. <laughs> right? You know because you be taking your forces and bringing them home, and there's so many back roads. There's so it's, it will be impossible to do constitutionally. He didn't have the authority to do it. That's right. the, that's the other thing. He didn't have authority. Uh, so, but like you say, it, it's impossible to do anyway. But the governor um, uh, constitutionally um is the one that more impacts your day-to-day lives more there you go. than the president. Your mayor impacts your life more day-to-day than the president, you know, does. Um, but you know, this this thing uh, to me, um this coronavirus situation ought to teach all of us some lessons, you know, politically, uh, uh economically, um, uh, spiritually, uh, lessons. Socioeconomically, for example, look at, look at who is suffering the most. Uh, while certainly there are people with money that are dying because, you know, you know the rich die, like the poor die. But by and large, the people that are suffering the most are people that are at the lower echelon of the socioeconomic spectrum. People that are in poverty, or you know, uh, are, are right on the edge of poverty, people that don't have insurance, mm-hmm. are, are, you know, they're the ones that are suffering the most, and those inequities in the system are, are becoming glaring because of this 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 crisis. Right. You know, if you if if you don't have insurance, you better believe you have a hard time getting a respirator. Right, that's right,
0: and. Um, the, the other thing that's weird is instead of having the doctors come on and tell you what's going on, you and now they say what's going on, but you got to go read and find out about mm-hmm. it. Like there's nine different strains of the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. That's why you hear about some people they get it and in three days they're on the respirator, and some people get it and they just have a little sniffle and a cough and it's gone. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, but nobody knows like if you get it. You know, when you can you get it again? will you, you know, mm-hmm. and you know now they're starting to talk about, um, this you know, comparing to the Spanish flu, how that took three years, mm-hmm. you know, because it kept coming back. It went through three cycles before it, you know, faded on out. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like how to combat against that going on. Like they're now worried about what's going to happen next, uh, um, this fall coming up. Because if you already if you've already like me, already just baked it through the whole summer of twenty twenty out you know, <laughs> out the window, you know, so now you're looking at fall. And and we I was with somebody who was talking about football. I was like,
1: you know, there's a good chance that football season don't start. Well, if we if if we use history as our um our textbook. We know that the Spanish flu, the first year it hit, was not as devastating as it was the second year, you know. Uh, and, and, and so if we look at that as our history, then this first year may not be as devastating as yeah, the second, second year either. Right, right. right. It, you know, uh, Now, it's true they may come up with a, a um, vaccine, a vaccine uh, but that's 12 to 18 months away. So that would mean um, that the vaccine may not be ready before it hits. That also would assume that there is no variation in the virus by that time, uh, which you know again they say this is a pretty stable uh, virus; it, 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 it has not mutated. Uh, but then again, you know, who's to say that just because it had not mutated, it won't mutate? You know, you, you know there's right. so many variables that we, we, we really uh, don't know about. You know, with the Spanish flu, uh, you know, once people contract it, of course, your body builds up antibodies, and, right. and that's, that's why that three-year time frame. It became uh, less um, horrific, uh, and and maybe that'll happen with, with us as well. Um, but um, it, it, there's no guarantee, and that's why I say you know it's in God's hands right. and it's in God's plan. And so, really, the only thing we have to deal with is is that we don't know. And when you don't know and you don't understand, all you're left with is believing that God is in control. Right. And to say, well, you know, I you just gotta have faith that God is in control of this thing, and that if I align myself with his plan, then I will have a less of an impact on my life. Not no impact, but less of an impact. And so to me, I, I encourage everybody you know, to-, to try to ensure that you are aligning your life with God's plan. It will help you lessen the impact of what's going on because God is going to, we know he's going to take care of his people and we know that he would not cause his people who are striving to do his will to suffer great harm.